The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. It's Saturday morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement is always here on the Max Out Savings Show. And, uh, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That is the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And and, and using your 401k plan, our philosophy has always been that, that the uh, 401k plan is the best savings program in the world. And it continues to be the, actually, the, the best wealth building program in the world. And, uh, in time of just record uh, government uh, runaway uh, government spending, runaway entitlements that, that we all know cannot be. I was listening to Alan Greenspan doing an interview the other day, and he, his main talk was really on the entitlements, which was your Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, disability, all of these programs out there. Th- there's just no way we can pay for them all. And eventually what's going to happen, they're going to take hits, either through inflation or cuts, one of the two. And when it happens, it, it, it's 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 not going to be good for you. So you have to come up with a plan to to boost up your savings and to build up wealth. And, and so this is why we 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 always uh, talk about this, uh, you know, at the start of the show. And so continue to work on the savings and continue to build up the wealth. So save aggressively and invest conservatively. You know, this is a live show, as always, here on the Max Out Saving Show, by the way. Uh, the uh, There's a number of ways you can participate. You can call in our number, 713-339-1070. Uh, you can also uh, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. And sign up for the free newsletter as well. Uh, we're going to be putting out another one. We had our most recent outlook, uh, the a couple of weeks back in the markets, we talk about everything from saving money, building wealth to uh, the markets, to the outlooks, uh, to uh, all types of things. We've talked about pollution coming from China. We talked about the failures of the investment banks. Unlike most people, we talked about the failures of the investment banks in 2007 when everyone said it was completely crazy and uh, the uh, – and and it happened. And so we, we a lot of stuff, a lot of we take very complex issues, try to break them down simply for you. We got some exciting new topics we're going to be talking about in the report, report going the, the, for the new year here. So really, uh, I, I think we, we want to get you ahead of a rapidly changing world. And the free max out savings report is one way to do it. Uh, <laughs> where do I start today? Uh I was out of town. We were at the uh, TD Ameritrade conference. We at Max Out Savings Advisors use TD Ameritrade to hold our clients' retirement assets. And so I was at their uh, convention in uh, Orlando, and it was just uh, fascinating speakers and on, on just numerous issues all over the place. Uh, one, one thing I, I did detect what I think was really a level of complacency uh, out there in, in the markets and, 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 you know, there really wasn't a lot of concern about the markets. For, for You talk to different advisors. You talk to people. And they sort of thought it was expensive. But they everybody thought, it, you know, kind of was, well, it's going up. And, and uh, you know, every everything was good. And, and if you look at some of the numbers for the stock market, uh, I, I think it's had the, the most – months without a decline since I think at the year I was born almost. I'm not going to discuss how long ago that was. Some other numbers, it was the most overbought since 1987. The the VIX, the lowest volatility in 50 years. Uh, it, I mean, it was just, it, it, was, it was a remarkable litany of, and we've been talking about this on the show, of, of this is a very complacent market. It's a very overbought market. We've talked about it's the very expensive market. It's the most expensive market 
Uh, if you look at price to sales, the highest price to sales in, in history, if you look at some other stuff, if all, all types of, of, of different ways you look at the market, it was an extraordinarily expensive market. It was an extremely overbought market. We warned you that there was trouble coming, and, uh, and, and then the market ends Friday down 666 points. You know, like the the apocalypse is approaching, and uh, which, as far as the market concerns, you never know. Uh, but uh, that fascinating aside to that, Ryan, you know where the market bottomed in two thousand nine? The S and P five hundred at what level? Six six six. True, true story. I don't, I don't know what to make of that. You know, but it, it is what it is, and uh, so. So anyway, we, we we just have a, uh, you know, last week we, we really talked about the market, just how remarkably overbought it was across all asset classes across. Uh, we brought up the uh, Russell 2000, I think, and, and one, of the, uh, one of the analysts said back in, in 1999, there was a third of the, of the Russell uh, 2000 or 3000, I think it was a 3000 actually, a third of them were trading under 13 times earnings, around 13 times or less earnings back then. And so there was really pockets of value. We discussed back in 80, in, uh, in 1999, if, you know, if you weren't in Cisco and Yahoo and uh, all the other uh, fun-filled stocks, uh, Lucent, that was one of the great ones because everyone thought Lucent, since it was related to AT&T, couldn't possibly lose money. And but you could buy things like Inger Saul ran at 13 times earnings. So if you're a value guy, you could find some things in the market. This market is is across all at, all sectors was very, very expensive coming up into the year. And then it accelerated. At one time, it was up 6, 6.5%, 7% in the first month of the year. And then all of a sudden, it collapsed. And, and you know... You know, now we're going to discuss where we go from here. But if if you look at some of the numbers, the 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 uh, the Dow was down two and a half percent on Friday, uh, down four percent off the top. This is just over a couple of days, and this is what we talked to you. We've been telling you about. Look, when this thing goes down, you're not going to have any chance to get out of it. It's it 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 sort of is what it is, and and it's one of the interesting aspects of this market is is that. Bonds went down, stocks went down, everything went down. It, it, over the past 10 years, any time the stock market went down, boom, you get down, the market's down 660 points. Well, actually, it hadn't gone down that much in, 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 since like 1987, but uh, on a point-wise, not percentage-wise, point-wise. But they'll say it went down 300 points, 350 points. You could basically bet that the bond yields were going to suddenly drop and bonds are going to go up to countervail that. This time, what has changed in this market is, is rates kept going up. Market went down 666 points and the interest rates went up. That is a material change from what's happened in the past. And, and so it's, you're like, Ted, why is that? And this is something we've been talking about on the show. We've been talking about it on the Sam Malone show. This is a, what we're witnessing is, is the shift from a financial from an economy that is a financial asset driven economy to a real economy in a financially asset driven economy the federal reserve takes over the management of the economy kind of a centrally planned economy and pushes down interest rates artificially uh i walked out jeremy siegel spoke up in uh up up at the conference i walked out on jeremy siegel when he made some comments like interest rates were down not because of the central banks, because we had deflation and slow economy. There was no demand for money. I'm like, what planet are you on, Jeremy? Clearly, it was the Federal Reserve. We've had deflation. We've had inflation over hundreds of years in the United States of America. They drove interest rates to the lowest rates in 5,000 years, and there's no way you can pin any blame on that except on the central bankers in the, in, of the world. And no other way around it. It was the central bankers that did this. In, in Europe to this day, numerous countries have negative interest rates. Why would you have negative interest rates? This is central banks trying to push up asset prices. And so what they said is they said, look, let the Fed... Ben Bernanke, the Federal Reserve said, look, let us handle the economy. Brock, you can go do what you want over there. You can put all the regulation, taxation, and it doesn't make a difference. What we can do is, and this is a central 
thing you have to understand is we'll take interest rates to record lows. We'll force people into risky assets. Asset prices will rise. Stocks, bonds, real estate will rise up. People will feel wealthier. They'll spend more money, and it's all going to be great. Okay, what happened? The biggest wealth disparity since the roaring 20s, actually one of the biggest wealth disparities in history. The wealthy got very rich in this country, and the working people suffered immensely in this country. And and why? Because they concentrated on what was happening on Wall Street. Now we're concentrating on what's happening in the real world, what's happening with jobs, what's happening with working people, what's happening with their salaries, what's happening with that plant. Are we moving all our plant and equipment to China because it can never be here again because our workers are too expensive and they have uh, they have safety and they have pollution regulations and so corporate America uh, went, is going to go to China where there's no pollution regulations, there's no safety regulations. Uh, they have special benefits and tax advantages to go over there so they can t- – or are we going to sit there and say, no, we want the factories in the United States. We want the research and developments and the patents in the United States of America. We want the ele- intellectual property of the world developed in the United States of America. We want those those Apple phones. We want – the electronic products built in the United States to create jobs for our workers. Back in uh, back in the 19, early 1900s, Henry Ford came out and he in any and he started building the the Model T and he put it on an assembly line. So he had the cheapest Model Ts, the cheapest cars out there. Said, "Hey, this is great. I can afford a car." He also paid his workers because he shrewdly understood if he paid his workers well, they too would buy a Model T, and then the economy would pick up. Henry Ford didn't move his factories to China, and uh, instead he kept them in the United States, but he understood the fundamental fact that if you manufacture things in here, your workers get paid, and then they can buy the products, and the economy becomes richer. So we're moving back to the real economy where the economy is measured on jobs. It's measured on wages. It's measured on bonuses. It's measured on new plants, new equipment, research and development facilities. And that is a fundamental shift from what the Federal Reserve's strategy is to do. And so that is shifting That is shifting the stock markets, the bond markets, different asset markets around the world are now reacting to that. And that's what we're seeing going forward. So, so I want you to understand is a dropping market is not necessarily bad for the economy. One of the things that really uh, – my big mistake in 1999, even goes back to 87. In 87 and 99, the economy never really – it didn't slow down as much as they thought in both cases because the economy just kept going. Now, the Fed cut rates way down. But I, I think what was – they're now starting to understand is – is the economy wasn't affected by the stock market as much as, as the people on Wall Street and the Federal Reserve want you to think. And they're now understanding that. So again, interest rates are moving up. The Atlanta Fed, GDP now, their number, which is kind of a flash number of what they think the GDP is, it's registering over 5% growth for the first quarter. Those are big numbers. That's growth. That's real growth. That means interest rates are going up. That's why we saw interest rates go up this week and really head higher, and that's why we... People are understanding that, whoa, wait a minute, interest rates are going up, the economy is getting better, we're shifting to the real economy. This is a big story. Anyway, so this is why the market, we're going to talk about where does this go from here. A lot of interesting things are happening in the world, and it affects your 401k, it, it affects your IRA rollover, and, uh, and you know you have to understand these to some extent. So I'll tell you what, we're coming up here on a, on a quick break. Uh, we're, by the way, we're going to be writing about this in our Max Out Savings Report. If you're if you're not on the free report list, you should get on there. We've got some really neat things we're going to be bringing to the report this year. It's a free report. We've never s- called people up or anything. We just we kept it. It's a private list. We send this out free to help you out. Just go to maxoutsavings.com. It's maxoutsavings.com. And we'll be right back after this quick break right here in the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. 
This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. This is a live show here in Houston, Texas, as always. Uh, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. I did. Amazon came out with great numbers. It was up like 3 or 4%. And I, I did a little math to kind of play around with Amazon. And 56% of Amazon's earnings are web services, Amazon web services, which they're getting 50% of their earnings per share from that business, which is uh, Microsoft has a big business in that. IBM has a big business in that. And and I thought a minute, so over half of the company is revenue from web services. And Amazon right now is trading at about, you know, depending on the numbers, uh, it's trading about 100 times 95 times 1919 earnings and and so i figured well what I, I, ibm is cheaper uh we like ibm on the we 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 lightened up on ibm last week just because of the market we might get back in i don't know but uh i like it but but microsoft is is a higher pe and they, they've got a huge web service business and so i went and looked at microsoft and it's at about 25 times 28 times earnings so 25, I can't read my writing. Let's just see. Yeah, 28. Uh, so I, I ran some numbers. I used 25 times, I guess, on, on uh, earnings. So I figured if I value Amazon's wealth, uh, web services business at 25 times earnings, which is about where Microsoft is, is it's less than I, it's more than IBM's, materially more than IBM's, which is 13, 14. Uh, what's Amazon's web services business worth? Does Amazon is... Uh, worth and, and, and what I got is twenty five times the uh the four dollars and ninety three cents of the earnings for two thousand eighteen uh they're expecting eight dollars and uh, eighty cents it looks like in earnings uh so four dollars and ninety three cents of that earnings is amazon web services so that means a hundred and twenty three dollars a hundred and twenty three dollars of Amazon stock is 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 the value of of Amazon Web Services. Well, it's trading about fourteen ninety one minus a hundred and twenty three dollars. So that means the other thirteen hundred and sixty eight dollars price of Amazon stock is is 
the value of the of the Amazon itself. The Amazon, you know, you Amazon, you order your groceries, you order whatever you want from Amazon. Okay, that and I divide that by three dollars and eighty seven cents, which is the is basically the earnings are coming off of the and I get three hundred over three hundred and thirty times earnings, which means you're paying three hundred over three hundred times earnings for Amazon's basic Amazon business. And and so and the reason I say I want you to understand is this is not a cheap company. You have to understand some of the valuations on some of this stuff. Is Amazon going to continue to grow? Absolutely. Is it worth the PE multiple on that? I, I'm not real sure. Uh, it, it, it it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, Amazon's a dominant player out there. It's very very expensive. Uh, some of the other companies, Apple didn't report that good of earnings. Uh, Facebook had a few problems. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to sort of see how this all plays out uh, going forward. But uh, I, the other one is it's earning. We're getting a lot of earnings coming in. Uh, Exxon, Chevron did not report good earnings. I thought they would do better. They they seem to be running into problems. Exxon in particular, upstream is running into problems. Chevron had some downstream problems, which downstream is simply refineries. And a good way to understand refineries is gas is still, I can get gas around $2.13, 14 something like that, uh, up at the Exxon. And and, but it's about the almost not much more expensive than it was when oil was about forty five dollars a barrel, and so the margins have kind of contracted in refining. So, uh, remains to be seen. Some of the oil companies are doing really well. Uh, others, a couple of the big ones, aren't doing as well as expected given the sixty five dollar oil uh, we're at right now. And, and so, this is something we want to watch a little closer. Uh, a lot of earnings are coming out. Uh, apples. Uh, weren't good. Uh, Apple continues to have problems. And uh, we'll, we'll just have to kind of watch and see what's going to happen there. But but getting back to the markets here, I mean, the it, it, if you look at the stock market, it, it pretty much followed. Our, our theory on the markets is basically this, is the market has been going up. It's been more and more and more overvalued. And, and a good number has really been the the five day moving average. It, and it, to understand that is is really important to look at this market. And by that, it just means if they take the, what's it been trading at the last five days, that number the market has been bouncing off of that five day moving average pretty much going under it just fractionally. I, I look, even the weekly, it's the same thing. It's been going up under up above that. It'll break just below it and then zoom back up again on the five day, which gives you the the point of a parabolic market up. And so, what happened Friday? What happened Friday is it finally broke under Thursday and Friday. It broke under the five day moving average on on some of these things, and that's that's what triggered this decline. And and, and so, what you have to understand is is even the Nasdaq, it was the same thing. It broke. At the beginning of the week, it, it uh, maybe it was Tuesday, it broke underneath it. It came back up and it hovered right underneath it, and it just fell apart again. The five, the, it, and so I have to understand this is a parabolic market with a huge chunk of the market is run by computers, artificial intelligence, and momentum players. And these guys are all in here. They're all going. It's still going up. They're not getting out. They're seeing no sign. It's no nothing to trigger them to get out up until Thursday. Once this thing started breaking around the five-day, going under the five-day moving average, it kicked off sell programs all over the place. And and this is something that we want to continue to watch. Where does it, I, look, I think we're going to probably go down to the 50-day moving average, which uh, on the NASDAQ is, is, is close to 70, 67. Uh, looking at the S&P, it's 20, 75. Uh, I'm sorry, 20... Uh, 2507 right now we're at 2762 and on the dow you know you're really looking at at, at about 2500 and right now we're at uh 26 uh i mean 25552 so it's still i i think you're going to see the support come off of the 50 day moving average and and so this is something we want to continue to watch 
in in, in go. Look, I, I think the market is is finally breaking down, and I think you've got to be real careful. This again, most overbought market in one of the most overbought markets in history. I think you could maybe take two or three markets, you know, maybe four markets in the last hundred years, hundred plus years, and say they were you know, as overbought as this and so or as hot as this, as expensive as this, on any level you look at it, and now the, the you know, it's starting to come out. So this is something I think you really have to have your guard up right now. I think you've got to be very careful and see because interest rates are really starting to go up. I think interest rates are going up, inflation is coming back, the real economy is coming back, and that means that the Federal Reserve has to pull back their quantitative easing programs or money printing, which they've used to push up asset prices. So something to think about. Uh, we still get a lot of questions on the tax changes, and I wanted to run through uh, the the uh, tax cuts. Uh, what what some of the different things to, to look for? Uh, the One of the things that came through is going forward, uh, you won't be able to take losses for casualty and theft loss deductions except for losses resulting from federal disa- declared disasters. Uh, the So what this means is you're going to see more governors declare disaster areas because if they don't, then you're not going to get the tax deductions to repair your house uh, or, or repair your, your property from, from, uh, from a weather disaster or something like that. And this is something that that is... Uh, that, that I think is is a big deal going forward, and uh, qualified disaster distributions uh, from IRA and employment plans receive favorable staff if they're distributed taken by by residents in disasters areas to deal with the cost of disaster relief. They're exempt from the ten percent penalty, which normally applies. Yeah, income resulting from distributions can be reported over three years. Uh, uh, deferring the tax. This is something important to think about here for people that had to take money out of their plans because of Harvey, as you can pull that out over, over three years. Talk to your accountant on that. Uh, uh, distributions for, this is an interesting thing. Okay, this is a fascinating thing about the Harvey. Uh, the distributions, and this is uh, Hurricane Harvey Emma in uh, Maria disaster areas in 2017. These are retroactive tax breaks for all federal declared disaster areas in 2016 with the following. Uh, and check with your accountant on this. Uh, redistributions can be recontributed in IRA or a retirement plan within three years. They can be as a treated as a trustee to trustee transfer or a direct rollover that makes the entire transaction tax-free. So any tax uh, paid on the distribution can be refunded. Now I'm going to put this is a big story out there, and you've got to get with your tax person on this. Uh, you have to talk to them. Don't come talk to the IRS and said Ted told you you can do this. You've got to check it out to you know to make sure you qualify. It's more specific type of thing that we're looking at is, but if 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 you distributions can be recontributed to, into an IRA within three years. Uh, and, and you can be treated as a trustee to trustee transfers. You can put the money in or a direct rollover. So you have to code them at the company so that any tax paid in the distribution can be refunded, which means if you had to take out $50,000 out of your plan to pay for to, to the flooding of your house, you've got three years to put it back in there and get the money back that you had to pay on taxes. Because remember, you got additional $50,000 in income you had to to the report. So it'll give you, you can put it back in and you get the $50,000 you'll get it the the taxes back. So talk to a tax person. This is a really big story coming out of the uh out of the uh distribu- uh out of the Harvey uh hurricane relief. Qualified disaster distributions can be taken up until the end of 2018 in hurricane zones in the two in the 2016 years they must have been taken by December 13th. So we we we're, we're we're the we're the Harvey disaster relief. And again, I want to emphasize Talk to your tax person on this. We give you a lot of information to show from time to time. This is a tricky one, and you, and you've got to get with your tax person on that. But there is some possibilities to look at. So, uh, uh, 
this is for special for Hurricane Harvey, Irma, and Maria in areas in 2013. So, uh, 2017. That's a big story. That came out of the tax bill. Uh, the the estate exemptions, of course, are moved up to $11.2 million or $22 million per, per married couple under the new laws. So this just really makes a big difference, helps out for people with big family farms, big family businesses, that, that lets them pass some on to the to the uh, to the heirs, and, and so uh, something something to take a look at. They're also going to uh, deductible uh, the threshold for medical expenses beyond the the deductible is moved to seven point five percent of adjusted gross income from ten percent. Uh, of course, we got the 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 the, the lower rates. Uh, we talked about it on the show last week. Uh, the, the contributions for IRAs in the tax bill for 2018 say exactly the same. No changes there. Uh, for the uh, for the 401ks, this year you can put away an extra $500. So remember, you're getting a tax break from the government, so there's less withholding, so you can bump up your savings because of the tax bill. Uh, and so you can save up the, 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 the total amount for 2017 was... Eighteen thousand uh, dollars, twenty-four thousand dollars if you're over fifty, and uh, for 2018 it goes up five hundred dollars to uh, eighteen thousand five hundred dollars. So uh, something. Those are a, a couple of, of of the more interesting things in the, in the tax change. I think some big for Houston. It, there's some big things with with the. Uh, a lot of people were really forced to take out. I mean, it's very sad to take money out of their IRAs or their 401ks to pay for the the, the flood damage. And, and there, there are some opportunities. If you're flooded out, again, I'll go back. If you're flooded, if you're dealing with the rebuilding, I think it's extremely important to sit down with your tax person and really go over what can I do, what are the advantages, how can I save money, what are the opportunities uh what could you know some people just took that money out figuring they would never they they were stuck and they were going to have to pay the money and there are some breaks available on that that type of stuff so so take a look at that uh in uh see these are changes with the new tax bill so not only did you get a tax cut not did not only did corporations get a tax cut but there were some really good benefits built into the tax bill for the people particularly of Houston Texas with Hurricane Harvey that's one thing. Now, if you've got any questions or comments, 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Saving Show. Uh, give us a call. We're a live show. And also, we're putting together the, the, the newsletter uh, for, for February coming up here. And it's a free newsletter we put out. We, we write about savings, investments, retirement uh, uh, we our main business is dealing with retirees, and so we have a lot of stuff for retirees in the report. We're really coming up with some neat stuff for 2018. It's called the Max Out Savings Report. Uh, we got thousands of people on the list. If you're not on the list, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings with an S dot com, and sign up for that free report. Uh, and uh, it, it's a free report. We're not going to bother. If you need help, you don't understand what's happening in these markets, you need help with your retirement, uh, give, you can either give us a call or you can go to the website and request an appointment. And I'll sit down with you personally and go over your financial situation. So go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. We'll be right back right after this quick break. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Saving Show. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. 
This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Saving Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. If you got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. And that's what Randy did. Hello, Randy. Hi, Ted. Ted, can I, can I deviate from our usual uh, financial theme yeah. a little bit? Uh, do you think the 666 had anything to do with the Republican memo? And uh, do you think this is going to be politics as usual, or is somebody actually going to be frog-marched <laughs> off in an orange jumpsuit? That's, that's good. Uh, you know, uh, you know the, look, I, I, I think pretty clearly there's there, – I, I think these people thought they were helping out Hillary Clinton. I think they figured there was no chance uh, Trump was going to win, and I think they were currying favor. And then I think this thing spun out of control. Look, we got to do something about some of this stuff, uh, and really uh, the and, and really sit there and, and watch, uh, see what's going to happen there. And so uh, I think. If it was me, what I would do is I would employ a special uh, prosecutor with the idea, look, I want to find the big problems. I know people have done a lot of little smaller things. I want to report on that. I don't want everybody persecuted on this thing, but I want to find out who the main players. I want to get them, and I want to learn a lesson from this for the American people to prevent the Republicans from doing what the, they, the Democrats did to them in the future. And and and. and I think this is something that just kind of spun out of control on these people, and they did, they got in and did not even realize what they were doing. Well, they were zealots, I think. I, Ephraim Zim was the junior, is probably rolling over in his grave if he's dead. Yeah. To the FBI, but but now what you're saying about the stock and the bonds drop? Normally, that's what happens. Stocks will go down, the bonds will go up. I'm talking about my own personal portfolio. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I've noticed that, but yeah, it was it was pretty much everything. The bottom fell out of everything. Now, is this going to be indicative of something coming up? Uh, if rates are starting to move up like that, uh, is it going to really? Is this the end? Is this really the end of the thirty-year bond market? I tell you what. It, look, if interest rates are, are are starting to go up, I mean, if the economy is starting to pick up steam and you're starting to get some global recovery, yeah. Look, I mean, we had the lowest interest rates in five thousand years. I mean, <laughs> literally. I, and uh, you got you got the Europeans piled into negative rates over there. I don't know what the heck they're thinking. And and so, yeah, I think it is. Now it's going to be a few years in the. You know, it's 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 going to be a slow process. But I think inflation's starting to come back. Well, what Fidelity was saying about, I was reading about some of their articles, and uh, basically, when the, when the market gets this high. The, the, the cycle is going to go through the next ten years is, is going to be you know kind of bearish you know and, and I don't I don't know where to go hide Bitcoin or something yeah well uh, yeah no yeah basically cash uh, I think gold over time is going to do well cash short term bonds 
Gold, huh? Okay, yeah, that's yeah. something for me to go and look yeah. at. I mean, okay, if, if you figure it longer term, look, what, what they're doing is they're they're basically looking what Jeremy Siegel's looking at. I walked out on Jeremy because of what he said about those interest rates. Uh, but uh, look, he's projecting. I you know I actually got some numbers. He he's projecting I think three and a half percent growth rate. Don't hold me to that over the next couple of years because interest uh, over the next ten years for the market because it, it's so high. It, 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 it goes up at an average six percent over hundred two hundred years, and it, and and it's blown through all the 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 parameters. It's the top end of the channel. Well, we're going to get growth like that. Aren't growth stocks the place to be? The problem is they're even more expensive. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Everything's run up so far. Is 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 is, is a price has gone up past of what the what the the mother's milk the earnings is ever going to recover. That that's I guess that's what we need to think about. Yeah, yeah. The other thing you want to watch is how much. Look, the tax bill's great. It's boosting earnings. The economy's boosting earnings. These guys are going to have to start spending some money now. They, they, they've been getting away with not spending money on plant and equipment, not giving raises, firing workers, cutting costs all over the place. Now they've they, they got to deal with the growing economy, and, and you've got to spend a little more money. Well, let's, just, well, let's deal with the, uh, the earnings going up. S&P earnings are going up, but, but this, this reported with Exxon and Chevron and the big companies like that are kind of worrying me. Yeah. No, I know. That's a surprise. I was kind of uh, a little shocked by that. Thanks for the call, Randy. Okay, my friend. Thanks, Ted. Talk to you later. Okay, bye. Let's take a call from Oscar. We got some calls coming in, 713-339-1070. Hey, Oscar. Yeah, how you doing, Ted? Good. Well, finally, that uh, interest rates are beginning to to do some, uh, it's creeping up to the point where we're, we're now we're, um, it's becoming a concern, finally. Uh, how, how much... Let's say uh, it goes up to three percent, the ten-year treasury, or three and a half percent. What do you see this uh, this creeping up? At at what rate do you see it creeping up? Well, look, I, I, I think. I would say very quickly to 3%. It depends on what the market's going to do right now. If the market starts really selling off, it might not get there. But look, it's going to, I think it's going up to 2014, early 2014 levels of 3% on the 10-year. I, I think that that's what we're going to see happen. The momentum's all there. And and so that's where I think it's going to go. Then we have to watch it probably stabilizes from there. And then the question, does it break out above that and start going higher? Or, or will people go? Will there, will there be a flight to quality then? Yeah. Look. Yes, I, I think so. And look, Oscar, this is the thing people don't understand. Mm-hmm. This everybody thinks the markets, me and you and other people, buy, Fidelity buying stocks and TD Ameritrade. We use TD Ameritrade buying stocks back and forth in bonds. Look, there's another level on this market that is. Massive hedge funds and investment banks on Wall Street and trading operations and artificial intelligence trading operations and derivatives that are all interconnected, weaved together in a carefully crafted program to make themselves money. Well, all these things, these risk parity programs, all this stuff is starting to blow up and not working because bonds are going down at the same time uh, as stocks are going down. The derivatives are starting to blow out. The VIX is blowing out. And this is destroying all these carefully crafted trading programs. It's destroying the momentum players. And so now this stuff, they've got to reduce risk, and there's no market underneath it. And that's a very dangerous situation. And I don't think people really understand. And I think you're going to see a a a a vacuum underneath this market where there's no there's no bids. You're going to see a massive vacuum of buyers, and when that happens, everyone's going to try to hit the door at the same time, and that's the danger we have. And what we cannot quantify is what is really out there in the derivatives market in these risk parity programs and all this other garbage on Wall Street that's going to start cascading in the market over the next couple of weeks. They came cascading I, I, in this it, week. It, the, the, biggest, the bigger of the two bubbles, I would say, really... It would be the bonds of the two. I would say bonds are the bigger bubble of the two. If there's bonds, yeah. you know, if there are bubbles of the two, I would say the bond market by far is the biggest bubble. Well, what keep, do you think? Yeah, keep in mind that's going to bond markets are very slow moving things. You know, you're talking right. thirty year moves. Uh, the central banks aren't going to let the bonds get completely out of control on the on the government side, which everyone thinks prices are off because they can't. If rates go to four and a half percent, we're in trouble on our, it blows out our deficit. So it's going to go. It's going to be a slow, longer term process with inflation and things like that. You might see three percent. You might see three and a quarter this year, but the, but you're going to see a lot of carnage in junk bonds and other sectors of the, of the of the market that aren't as controlled by the central banks. If I'm the central banks, what I try to control right now more than anything are the bond markets. 
Thanks, Ted. Okay, thanks, Oscar. So, yeah, and, and so, yeah, I mean, look, interest rates went to 2.83% uh, this week. They, they started at 2.4%. Hey, let's take a call from uh, Stephen here. Hello, Stephen. Good morning, sir. I was wondering if the new tax laws made any changes, restrictions to the QCD, which it seems to me is now even more valuable with the personal exemption going on. The, you know, I mean, the qualified uh, distribution. Charitable distribution. Yeah, you know, I haven't looked at that and seen. I don't think they are. But, you know, I've got, let me go back and get that, and I will catch it on the next show or on the newsletter. Okay. That's a, that's a good, you know, and particularly, that thing has been a great thing, particularly for people over 70 uh, for making distributions out of their IRA. They're stuck making their RMDs, and to make a charitable contribution takes it off their taxes and keeps it off their adjusted gross income. But I don't think, let me take a quick look here. Uh, sure. Yeah, okay, it looks like they're still there. It looks like they're still there. Okay, with no uh, no restrictions or anything like that? No, it doesn't. No, the charitable contribution deducted is an itemized deduction a result these of these changes, fewer people receive any benefit from it, and those that do, many will receive less tax. So I, I, owners of traditional IRAs over 70 and a half uh, should consider funding charitable contributions through the QCDs. Okay, so what, what, I guess what that's saying is that's going to be a better way to do it because less people are going to itemize. There's less of, of advantage, so you're going to be better off if you're over 70 and a half going through the QCD. Well, that's exactly right, but uh, I believe that, and I found this out too late, there's value long before you reach 70 and a half because you can still use that. Um, it's not really a deduction, right? It's just a lowering of your uh, AGI. Adjusted, yeah, adjusted uh, you gross can do income. Yeah. Any time that you have the ability to take a withdrawal, and that reduces eventually your, the amount of your future QCD. So yeah. I don't know why you have to wait till seventy and a half to do it. That's that's a good point, and that's something worth looked at. Yeah, I mean, really, it, and more and more, particularly with the Social Security, it helps with your Social Security for some people. I, it, no, it's a good thing, and I, I'm surprised more people don't use it. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks, Stephen. I'll try to expand upon that in the next show. That's a question. If you got any questions, we're coming at the end of the show here, 713-339-1070. Interest rates. Look, you're really getting a breakdown in the in the, in the junk bond market. We've really started up. It, it, there, there's two components. There's a stock, massive decline in the market this week uh, across the board, uh, and it just seemed to – really, you didn't even really see the bounces you do see. I mean, it, it – this you could see this thing kicking off. It started kicking off the sell signals Friday, and it just kept coming and coming. And people were sort of hoping, "Hey, look, they were they were doing VWAP, which is value out, uh, uh, value weighted average price during the day." And I actually had a discussion with some of TD's top traders when I was in Orlando on, on this versus using the VWAP versus just trying to hit it at the market. And, and and this is more technical stuff for what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors, but. What was happening is those VWAP numbers kept cascading lower, which are volume average prices, which means these people were getting lower and lower prices during the day, and they were trying to neatly and quietly get out of their positions, and they couldn't get out. And that's what drove that market down 666 points. I can't believe that. But uh, the uh, but the interest rates on the day, the 10-year went up on the day. And, and that, uh, to me, is, is really something – it, it, it you know, the, the 10-year ended the week at 2.84%. If you look at it, we're about 2.4% at the beginning of the year. And uh, and so interest rates are up substantially. And that, keep in mind, I want to remind everybody, they're at about 1.3% on the 10-year in 2016. And rates are starting to go up. And what was unusual about this week is interest rates kept going up as the stock market started plunging, and that has not happened in the last decade for most since 2009, which means something is fundamentally shifting here. And this is what we want to watch here. I think I think you've got to be careful because the market has broken down. I, I think how to look at this market is is to understand a few things. The, the market is basically run by artificial intelligence, momentum, and trading programs right now, and those things are all kicking off sales. There's no the, the liquidity is draining out of the market. That we're seeing. Are we going to see a liquidity event over the next couple of weeks? We saw a, a mini liquidity event Friday where there's no liquidity and there was they couldn't get their they couldn't get the stock sold and they kept driving it down, driving it down. And so, is that going to happen here? Are, are rates going to continue to go up 
in, in the markets. And what is the damage going to be from the unwind of of the of the risk parity programs, of the artificial intelligence programs, of the momentum programs out there on Wall Street, and all the people that have one foot in the door and one out, or are standing right by the exit, and they're all heading for that exit as once as we've been talking about this over the last couple of weeks. And so we're going to have to watch this. Right now, the market's broken down. I would not be a buyer of this market probably until it goes above at least the, the five-day moving average. I think you're probably going to see the 50. And keep in mind, in 87, the market went down. It took them seven days uh, to get to the 50-day moving average. We're about five days into this thing, and I think it's going to go to the 50-day moving average. Bounce, and we'll have to sort of see how it's going to do. But I, I think understand, I want you to understand, the com- the c- complexion of this market is changing. We're making the move f- from the financial economy over the last 10 years to the real economy, which is we're going to start measuring things going forward, which is exciting and great for growth in the American people. But it's going to slow down the stock market and put the stock market at risk. That's what we're seeing. And I think you've got to have a risk management program in place in this market. And that's what we do at Max Out Savings and Bosser. So, by the way, if you need some help, I'll be happy to sit down with you. Uh, you can meet us at our offices here in Houston at Max Out Savings Advisors, uh, and we'll show you how we manage money using our value investing approach to the stock and bond markets. Uh, and uh, there's no charge, and we'll see how you're set for retirement and, and you know where you're going and if you're on track or not. Uh, but if you need some help, just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, and you can also sign up for that free newsletter. That newsletter is free. Uh, we're not going to bother you. We send it out. We've got thousands of people on the list. And, and you know, go to the website. We write a lot about what we talk about on this show and a lot more stuff on retirement and savings. Uh, just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com with an S. And remember our motto and our philosophy. The key to building up wealth is to save aggressively and invest conservatively and understand we live in a very rapidly changing world and you're going to have to be responsible for yourself. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer.